I'm so glad you're up here with me today. I'm glad to be back. Like, it's a great Mother's Day treat to have you up here. <laughs> Got to give I'm, you a little break. On a little Day. bit, but I'm, I'm excited. I, Mother's Day, for me, I'll be honest, is one of those days that's kind of bittersweet. I miss my mom. Um, this is my third um, Mother's Day without her. And um, I was so close to both my parents. And, and Mother's Day this year is one of those that I'm like, hmm, I'm glad my mom is not having to go through Rona, but at the same time, I miss her. But the sweet side is, is I get the honor and the privilege to be a mom. And there is not a greater honor than being a mother. And I'm thankful. I love that God said, you know what? I'm going to entrust you with my creation and let you be this child's mom. And for that, I am grateful. And I'm thankful. So happy Mother's Day to you. And we love you. Um, Rona is doing okay. We, we usually, on Sundays in Crossroad, we've been doing kind of a Rona check-in. I've been and watching. Have you been watching? Yeah, okay, have, that's yeah. true. He did get my stove or my oven in, right? Yeah. That was awesome. So now we're able <laughs> to cook. I took the hint during worship. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we can cook. Um, hair, we haven't got that in yet. Hopefully she'll be in. Um, we've got the nails and kind of the eyelashes figured out, but we haven't got anything else totally. It's important. It's stuff. all important. Um, I love your emails and I love your messages. Um, I had one person ask me this week, um, what has been our favorite uh, dinner so far? Because they saw our cookbook thing that we're putting out there. And I don't know that I have an answer for that, but I, I have been cooking a lot since I got the new oven. Um, so thank you for keep checking, you know, for constantly checking on Jeff and I. We love you and we thank you for that. But I promise I am cooking and I am feeding us, so don't worry. It is happening. Um, we're in a, a, a time that I have to be honest has, has been really um, a time of growing me spiritually. Um, during Rona, I never knew that when we discussed this particular sermon series, what it would mean to my life six months ago. And when we started it, I thought, oh my goodness, why is this what we're talking about during this time? I got to concentrate on just getting through. How many feel that way? Like, do you feel like it's just a day by day and then tomorrow you're like, how did this day go so fast? And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, it's Sunday again. For me, this series has brought a lot to my life. Become the gospel. What does that mean? And today we're going to talk about grace. And what better way or day to do that than thinking about the women in our lives and what the word grace really means. Yeah, because Mother's Day is a great time to talk about grace because I think moms have to have grace for their children. But at the same time, as a parent, we all know we don't always get it right, so we have to ask for grace as well. So uh, this morning we're going to start with um, Scripture from Matthew 19. And so Jesus is uh, in Judea. He's out doing his thing, teaching, healing, telling it like it is. And so we're going to uh, start with uh, Matthew 19, uh, verses 13 through 15, so you can read along with us. Some people brought children to Jesus so that he would place his hands on them and pray. But the disciples scolded them. Allow the children to come to me, Jesus said. Don't forbid them, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to people like these children. Then he blessed the children and went away from there. 
So some, historian, uh, some historians, most historians and theologians believe that the people, and the Scripture says people brought children to Jesus. They believe that the people who brought these children to Jesus were most likely uh, moms, uh, or, or maybe it was aunts or grandmothers or caretakers. But at this time in history, uh, the primary role of women, one of the primary roles of women, was to raise the children. So chances are, if there's anyone who is concerned about the children having a blessing from Jesus, it was the moms. So we see here that these women are bringing, the, bringing children to experience God's grace through Jesus. God's grace being that, that love for us that we don't even have to ask for. And sometimes we not, might not even feel like we deserve. These women wanted those children to know that. They demonstrated a faith in Jesus' ability to bless anyone. Now at this time in history, uh, it was a tough time. And often children... Half of the children that were born didn't live past the age of 12. Um, mothers loved their children, but they also knew that they were powerless to have that kind of impact that they needed to have to make sure that their children were always safe and always taken care of. So they knew that a relationship with Jesus would offer that to these kids. These mothers were desperate for their children to be close to and to be blessed by Jesus. They knew Jesus had something to offer them that they couldn't provide themselves. God's grace is available to us even before we know it. These moms knew that. These women knew that. Whether we're children or whether we've never experienced God or known God or had that opportunity to hear about God, God's grace is available to us, each of us. So this raises the question for me, I think, who do we know that we're desperate to know God's love? Who do we know that we want to know God's grace and to hear the story that God's grace offers us. And how are we going to be a part of making that happen? Unfortunately, though, sometimes we get in the way of God's grace. Just like the disciples tried with those children, right? Mm -hmm. It's difficult to hear. We love our kids. We defend our kids. We champion for our kids and we sacrifice for our kids. However... All of us fail to do the right thing sometimes, right? We're human. None of us parent perfectly. We're all going to somewhat traumatize our kids, right? <laughs> I think of the scene in the movie years ago called The Passion. Jeff and I, it was before we even had Owen, we went to that movie, and I remember it vividly, sitting in that movie, and we know the story, the passion of Christ, which is the crucifixion of Jesus. But there is this scene when Jesus is carrying the cross down the Via Dolorosa, and he falls. And when he falls, he's bloodied, he's a mess, he's got the crown of thorns, it's awful. But in the movie, and we know that it's not scriptural, but it spoke to me. He fell at the feet of his mom. He fell at the feet of his mom. Mary, who not many weeks ago we celebrated, right? The manger where she would hold this baby. Now her baby has fallen in front of her. And what struck me about that scene was Mary didn't stop him. Mary didn't say, I got this for you. Mary didn't say, y'all leave him alone. 
get out of his way, give him a moment. Mary said, get up, you got to finish this. You got to finish this. It's hard to be that mom. It's hard to be that mentor. It's hard to be that person that knows that there is a call that you have to finish. And that day, those moms, when they took those children, they knew there was a call that day for those children to see Jesus. For us as moms, we have to believe that God is there for them and that God was there for them even before we were. But sometimes we are like the disciples and we think we know better and how Jesus should spend his time. Hopefully each of us has enough faith in God to be clear that the path for them to encounter Jesus instead of trying to tell them how to walk that path, but letting them walk to Jesus. I think one of the last things this story, excuse me, teaches us about God's grace is that God's grace is, is open to all of us. God loves each of us, and we're all welcomed by Jesus. At this time in history, children weren't valued. Right? We knew, as we said before, that they didn't live to, uh, often didn't live very old. And so until they were old enough to help provide or do the chores or, or be some valuable part of the community, they weren't valued. And so they weren't as important. They were set aside. But Jesus said, bring them to me. He said, the kingdom of God belongs to children like these. In other words, the kingdom of God belongs to those who are marginalized. The kingdom of God belongs to those people who, got, who people have said, God doesn't love you because of the people you love or because of the skin color of your skin. God doesn't love you because of where you were born or God doesn't love you for whatever you might believe or think. Jesus is telling us here, God loves all of us. And in fact, we could probably make the argument that God says this kingdom is for all of those people more than those of us who might live a privileged life. We might have a harder time getting there than some of those who have suffered. God loves us all. That's our motto here, right? Mm -hmm. We are loving all people into relationship with Christ because we know that no matter what someone else has told you, no matter what uh, another person might have said to you about how God feels about what you, what we want you to know is that you are loved. God has no doubt about his love for you. Jesus has no doubt about his love for you. That's what grace is about. It's about loving you despite what anyone else has said to you. It's about loving you no matter what you feel about yourself. It's about loving you no matter what the world has told you about yourself. God loves you no matter what. So how are we going to be the gospel? (laughs) Are we going to be mothers? Are we going to be disciples? Are we going to be moms who believe that Jesus has something to offer everyone, regardless of what the world has to say? Or are we going to be disciples who try to get in the way and tell Jesus how it should be done? Are we going to be like moms committed to making sure that these children, these marginalized people seen and that they have value? Are we going to have access and give them access 
to Jesus? Or are we going to be like the disciples and meaning well, but blocking the access? Listen, this week, I haven't even hardly been able to talk about the young man that was murdered in Georgia. So many people that I love, their skin color is different than mine. Their hair color is different than mine. Their eye color is different than mine. There's a mom today that her baby is not with her today. There's a mom today who's hurting. There's a bunch of moms out there today missing their moms. There are moms today that have lost children. Let's give them access to the grace of Jesus. And running to remember someone's birthday is wonderful, but what are we going to do tomorrow? And what are we going to do the day after that? And the day after that? And the day after that? That provides them a way to get to Jesus. That provides them a way of knowing that Jesus is for everyone. And that Jesus is for that young man running on the street just so he could go jog. And that Jesus is for that young woman who's in the bed right now with COVID and they're not sure if she will make it. Jesus is for everyone. My prayer is that we will be like moms. My prayer is that I can be that mom. It's easy to love our children, right? It's easy for us to love on our babies. Oh my goodness. We went through a lot to have those children. But sometimes it's hard to love others' children. Sometimes it's not easy. If you're watching today and you've experienced God's grace, who do you know that needs to hear this message today? Who do you know that needs a mother in their life? Or a father, or a friend, or a mentor? To be desperate for them to know God's grace as well. And if you're watching today and you haven't yet experienced that grace-filled love of God, Maybe you didn't have that relationship with your mom like some of us did. Well, you're in the right place. Because lover's lane is the right place to show you what it means to love and love unconditionally. Because we are desperate. We are desperate for you to know what it means to experience God's grace.